Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Yeah. He's a great God. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. We ought to just give God thanks for all that he's doing, we'll do and is doing in our presence, even right now, in Jesus' name. What a blessing. Thank you, praise man. Thank you, singers. Amen. Amen. If your heart is not moving now, we got a med team to check your pressure, check your heart, check your A1C. Amen. we got to be ready for the Lord. What a blessing. Pray with me for a moment. Our Father and our God, how we love you, how we praise you. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you, God, for all that you've done, all that you're doing. And, Father, as we come at this moment to worship you in this thy word, we pray by the moving of thy spirit, O oh God, you move in us. Help us, O oh God, not to hold back any praise. Help us, O oh God, to hold, not to hold back any glory, any worship to you. Lord, we love you and we praise you, for you are mighty and awesome. Bless that one that don't know you as a Savior, and today, perhaps, whether they're online with us or in person, they'll announce that I need Jesus as my Savior, my Lord. And Father, you can bless them. Touch now that one that, that knows you as a Savior, but God feels disconnected because they have no church home. But oh Lord, touch them that they may come today. Bless them in a special way. Dear Lord, bless now this your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them in Jesus' name. And Father, we be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and all the praise. For it's in that name that's above all names. Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of the living God. All the people of God have said amen and amen. How we praise the Lord for his goodness grace and mercy. So thankful to him for all that he is doing in our midst. Amen. Let me call your attention to the gospel of John. John chapter 12, verses 27 through 32. John chapter 12, verses 27 through 32. If you had John 12 and 27, say amen. amen. Amen on your electronic devices. This is only for reading scripture this morning. Amen. John 12, 27 through 32. Actually, it's to 33, I'm sorry. Amen. So we're there, so let's hear what John says. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. 
This he said signifying by what death he would die. The text again, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. I know it sounds as though we're talking about Easter. Well, we really are because every, first, every Sunday is Easter. Resurrection Sunday is every Sunday. But we want to talk about a little bit, look up and live. Look up and live. On the eve of the Lord's crucifixion, John shares with us the raw emotions the Savior was experiencing. The Lord Jesus reminds himself of his mission to glorify the Father. And this is what he said, this is why I came. Early in chapter 12, the multitudes witnessed the Messiah's triumphant entry into Jerusalem for the very last time riding on a donkey. And in this instant, Jesus presents himself to the nation of Israel as both Messiah and Son of Man, fulfilling the prophecy found in Zechariah 9 and 9, which says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding on a donkey, a coat, the foal of a donkey. My friends, the sermon text comes from verse 32 that I've read it twice. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples, all men, all women, all young people to himself. The Lord spoke of his death on the cross. He, he would sacrifice himself for all, and that sacrifice draws men to God for salvation and to his service. Unfortunately, not everybody want to be saved, but everybody want to go to heaven. The Lord himself said, you can't get to heaven, you can't get to God unless you come through me. So many people today are trying to do that righteous thing, but it's really unrighteousness. Without recognizing that the Savior of the world has put himself on a cross to die for you and me. To give his life for you and me. And we're going to talk about that. But the world, our world that we're living in today is going downhill with a tailwind. We got trouble in the political arena and they can't even find the, 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 the nothing with both hands. They can't find anything. They, they, there's argument and fighting in that kind of situation. What, what's about the rest of us? I want you to know, look up and live. Stay with God. Don't worry about all of that stuff. I, I know it's displeasing. Know that uh, even every day in our own community, there are people shooting and doing all kind of weird and foolish things, and we're trying to say, "What's going on?" They're all going crazy. That's what's going on. Why? They have no savior. They have no God. They have nothing to lean on. They believe in themselves, and themselves is totally foolish. 
They, they, they have young people. I, I was looking at the news, and, and I mean, your heart breaks when children, and I don't mean little bitty women, but I'm talking about all of them. The, the people, are, I don't know why you would kidnap children. Oh, yeah, we know why. We know the sexual content and all this other nonsense. But people are missing their children. I wish we would come, and I wish we would go and tell them, folks, neighbor, look up and live. For there's a Savior who loves us. His name is Jesus. We ought not to be afraid to go outside of our, our arena and let somebody know that the Lord Jesus died for you. We, we want to come and be happy, sit, soak, and sour, and then you know what happens after that? Melon. We get too comfortable. We need to get uncomfortable and let somebody know People are getting ready for Thanksgiving, and this is not the Thanksgiving message. But folk getting ready for Thanksgiving, we ought to be Thanksgiving all the time. I thank you that you woke me up this morning. I thank you that you blessed me to get to church. I thank you that I can dress myself. I thank you that I can feed myself. I thank you that I got a church home I can go to. I got church family I can talk to. I thank you that I can pray and call on that name that's above all names. His name is Jesus. We got to look up and live and stop looking down and dying. The world has gone crazy. We read about that in the Gospels, how our Savior continued to be assailed by the religious elite. Preachers today are continually being assailed by those who say they believe. But you believe in what? If we trust God as Savior, I'm talking about to the church members. If you trust Him as Savior, your Lord and God, He gave you instructions. The Lord Himself went over several times love ye one another. The ye are the people of God. I don't know about them people outside, but He said, love ye one another. We don't, we got hatred. For one another. We can't even stand one another. Y'all pretend pretty good. Y'all even seat with the with the distant seating. Okay. Looking sideways. I hope preacher ain't talking too long. We got to get real and look up and live because we got a savior who holds us the people of God accountable for our living, accountable for our stewardship. That's about money. Ain't nobody talking now. That's about our attitude. I'm going to have to resurrect the sermon I preached a long time ago. Careful, your attitude is showing. We got to be real, not only in front of each us, each one of us. We got to be real before God because he knows what your heart. He knows what you're thinking right now. I wish that preacher said, stop talking on my foot. I ain't on your foot. I'm on this stage. Maybe the Lord is on your foot. Too often we even go to places of worship and, and, and you, 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 you go to get a full spiritual meal and all you get is snacks. But people got itching ear and folks just talking about what they want to talk about. Some of y'all favorite preachers. 
They don't have enough Jesus in them to blow them up. But they got everybody captivated. If the world, and I'm not trying to make comparison, but I want to make this comparison. If the world, all of our favorite college and protein, basketball, football, soccer, etc., can be in a 100,000-member stadium, no mass, yelling, and everybody's hoarse by the time they leave, why can't we praise the Lord in the house of the Lord? Y'all act like y'all scared. You're so scared you don't even want to clap your hand. If you're hurting in the knees like I am, you don't want to stand up. That's okay. You can praise the Lord while you're sitting down. You got to look up and live. Jesus didn't die for us to be sitting down. He didn't die for us to just say, okay, what about God? As long as you got a need that's met, we forget about God. Then when something happened, there you come. 911, oh, Jesus. You ought to be praying all the time because the scripture says, pray ye without ceasing. Pray when things are good. Pray when things ain't too good. Pray when it's all gone. Yeah, amen. And watch God work it out. He says, if I am lifted up from the earth, I'm going to draw all people to myself. He drew you. I tried not to get saved. Anybody ever tried that? I said to God, I ain't going to get saved. Now look at me. I'm so glad I was wrong. <laughs> Amen. I'm so glad he had mercy. I could hear the Lord like we would speak. Oh, he's just a little sick. He's he crazy. I take care of him. But he loved me as he loves you. And I bless him. Jesus entered Jerusalem for the very last time, just one week from this point in the scripture. The Savior would die by crucifixion on a Roman cross on a hill called Calvary. He glorifies the Father in his death and he opens the door to salvation for all mankind. I'm hurting my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm like the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said in scripture that he wished that his life would be taken away for his people to be saved. But I feel this way. My heart breaks because God has been so good, so gracious, so patient, so kind, and so inviting, and people still reject him. Some of us went to church when we were about this tall. Now you're this tall, you're still going to church, but you ain't saved. You know all the songs. You was probably singing with Larry and Leslie up here. Jesus is mine. The song ain't going to get you to heaven. However, comma, if you call on that name, not my name, but you call on that name, the name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, he'll work it out. Some of you may be sitting here and you're afraid. Well, I don't know. About. Listen, when the Spirit of God moves on your heart, when the Spirit of God has you in his sights, you can't shake him off. He won't quit. And he won't leave you alone. Why? Because God loves you. And he kept calling. He kept calling me until I said, yes, Lord. He's going to call you. He's going to call you. He's calling you. And somebody today ought to say, yes, Lord. 
I don't care what your family thinks. There ain't no time to think about your family. It's time to think about my eternal destiny. I, I want to be in heaven with the Lord. So I had to say, Lord, save me. I want to come and be with you. I, I know my friend's going to talk about me, but that's all right. I'm going to be with the Lord. I know I'm going to leave some, leave some friends, but that's all right. I'm going to be with the Lord. They stop talking to me, but that's all right. You talk to me all the time. I praise you, God. If the world want to see somebody who's changed, I don't mean change just because they want to make an impression. I'm talking about a change that came down inside. A change that make you look new. A change that'll make you walk new. A change that make you love your enemy. I'm talking about a change in my heart, not in my head. A change that'll make you look up and cry before God because people are always jerking you around. But the Lord will work it out. Why? Because he loved me so much. Why? Because he was on that cross. Many people began to talk crazy and say, I ain't asking him to die for me. I just step over here in case the lightning strike. I don't want to be collateral damage. Because he died on the cross. You want to be saved today? Let me say it this way. You want to be born to Dick born again today? Be like what Nicodemus did. He was a visitor at night. I don't know why Nick came at night, but I know he had something on his mind. And when he came in, Jesus knew all about him. And he was all this and all that in the middle pillar of the community. But he was a sinner. And God said, you must be born again. You got to be born again. Folks, they work this thing called, it's called, the theology has changed in our country, in our world. That you work your way to heaven. Dear friend, we can't work our way nowhere. Not to heaven. To hell maybe, but not to heaven. You can come in not, not done anything good. And the Lord will touch your heart. And when God moves on somebody like that, they can't help but to bless him. They can't help but to praise him. Do you know about the, 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 the demoniac out in the graveyard? No clothes on, naked as a jaybird, my mama would say. Full of demons. But Jesus came and freed him from the demons. Jesus came so the man could look up and live. Jesus came and pulled him out of that. The man began to stand up. I believe he was dancing in the street. I believe he was shouting to the top of his lung. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I was captured, but you set me free. People didn't talk to me, afraid of me. But now I love them and they love me. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. So John writes in verse 27, Now my soul is troubled, Jesus says. Well, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. That shows the humanity 
of one called Jesus with a double nature, a human nature and a holy nature. He's the only one in heaven sitting on the right hand of glory who's also a man who's also God. Some folk can't wrap their head around him. If you can't, I ain't got but one thing to tell you. The secret thing says the Bible belongs to the Lord. So just get on with it and believe what he does. Jesus' heart, his soul, was troubled. And trouble meant that Jesus was agitated, pressured, weighed down, stained, stressed, and disturbed. The, the, the reason his heart was troubled was that he was about to drink the full cup of divine fury against sin. He was sinless and went to die for our sin. He gave his life. He shed his blood for the remission of our sin so that we have the opportunity to come and know God. I often say, dear friends, that the hell is too hot and too long for anybody to go there. And you know, it might not be so bad if you could go down for about 100 years and get parole, but that don't work. You got to start right now. Don't tell me about my hope, my, my good days outweigh my bad days. Nonsense. All my days bad. I need to get with Christ. I need to live for the Lord. I got to have a change in me. Yeah, people get on your last nerve. It's already broken there on it. But God don't want us to blow up. He wants us to love on him because he made that change inside. Are y'all with me so far? Jesus, there are two things about the Lord that we ought to be aware. One, his supreme purpose, to face the hour God had set for him. You know, if he hadn't done that, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Secondly, his supreme obedience. Now, think about that. He's God, but he's obedient to the God the Father. He didn't shrink back. We learn and experience in God uh, where God is serving, doing, we ought to join God in doing that. Whatever the Father was doing, Jesus began to do that. He already prepared him. He also prepared us who were saved. His supreme obedience. Imagine the, the terrible sufferings of that hour. I mean, I don't even want to have a broke fingernail. You know when you get a broke fingernail down to the quick, anybody with me? Amen. You'd be like, oh, Jesus. His soul was agitated because he could see in his heart and his mind all the souls at that time, future, present, past, didn't have any hope. That's why I love Easter. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and Righteousness. I believe we can sing that sometime. It ain't gonna be today, but we can sing that sometime. Amen. That's a hint to um, my music directors. Amen. And not on Easter either. Amen. Praise God. You see, Father, save me from this. I don't know. He could not do that. He he had to. It was required. His mission was to obey the Father. Obey God the Father was the supreme act of his faith. You know what ours is? 
You that are saved today, you that are born again today, our supreme act is to obey the word of the Lord. Don't ask me what word. Just get, you got six, six books of them. Just go pick up one. Obey. How about love your neighbor as yourself? Instead of calling, being on TikTok talking about them. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him. For he made. God made him. Him, Jesus. Who knew no sin. To be, to be sin for us. That, that we might. You, you, you and all of us. And those that are online. That we must. We might. Become the righteousness of God in him. When you think about that. You ought to be on your feet. Oh, praise Jesus. It's not my righteousness. My righteousness according to the word of God is like filthy rag before God. But it's Jesus' righteousness. When I, when, he, when I take him into my life, he's my savior. God the Father looks on me through Jesus, his righteousness. Not through me on my sin. You say, well, I thought we were, we were saved from sin. Yeah, but we, your old nature, think about it. Some of y'all was cussing on the way to church. Somebody cut in front of you. And then turn right. Or somebody in front of you can pass you in front and then slow down. Don't they get on your nerve? You want to say, listen, what did that happen to you? Just oh, pray him. Praise him. Then let's start saying. Before long, they out the way and you don't have to miss no blessing. Amen. Dear friends, Jesus' sole purpose was to give his life as a ransom for me and you. A ransom was the price of release. It's like some, if you're in, well, I'm going to ask you that because I don't want y'all to think I'm in your business. If anybody had been in jail and you got to get bonded out, that's what I'm talking about, release. You don't have to stay locked up. But Jesus went further than that. He paid this ransom with his life so we don't have to be in lockup no more. No more. We are free in the name of Jesus. A ransom was that price of release. Refers to a payment made to effect the release of slaves. We don't need no bail bondsman. Jesus is my bail bondsman. In essence, the Lord Jesus paid the price of release by his death on the cross for mankind enslaved to sin. Many people today, we feel the pain. We feel the pain of parents who have lost their children or their loved ones through violence, senseless violence. No, no violence is good. We feel that pain, but God blesses us and, and delivers us. Rather, from verse 28, Jesus' divine mission was to glorify the Father. He did so by willingly expressing his, uh, his submission to the Father's will. You know, that's what we got to do too. We got to submit ourselves to God's will, the Lord Jesus' will. Matter of fact, we might even talk about it next week. Don't hold me to it. But his will is that we be thankful. His will is that we become saved. That's his will. A little bit of it. We need to do that. The anxiety, I can believe. The anxiety and agitation that fill the Lord's mind of his upcoming death and, and crucifixion. Look up, dear friends, and live. Stop walking around with your head down. A thing may be pulling you down. The Bible says because you're anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Walk around and be talking to God. Lord bless you. 
Thank you, Lord. I know somehow, some way, as they sang back in the day, the Lord will make a way somehow. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm going to praise him when he does it. Don't let it get to you. Praise him anyhow. 29 and 30, therefore the people who stood by heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but because of thou sake, our sake. That's why. The Father spoke from heaven, confirming his work in Jesus through the past, the present, and the future. Only the spiritually perceptive, the spiritually sensitive, and discerning heard the voice of God. And those who were not, they thought it thundered. It is a judgment of this world. Now the rule of this world will be cast out. I want you to remember and say to yourself at times, verse 31, now is the judgment of this world. You don't remember that part? Remember this part. The rule of this world, Satan, is cast out by the crucifixion of Jesus. The point Jesus makes here is important in light of his death on the cross, which is judgment on the world. Three things his death accomplished. Sin, our sin, is atoned for. The world's goals, number two, standards and religions are declared foolishness. And lastly, the cross is the means of Satan's defeat. The cross, those that wear wearing cross today, as a reminder, perhaps, of the goodness of the Lord, testifies why it is so. Jesus continued to draw. And what's wrong with that, what's hard about that, he's drawing some folk right now online and in here, and you sitting there going, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to wait for a more opportune time. Copy them. Seize the day. You may not be able to do it tomorrow. You may, something may happen to you, God forbid. You can't talk, can't think in your mind. But the Lord, by his mercy and his grace, is touching your heart right now. He's moving right now on your heart. And you're sitting like, oh, Jesus, I pray you don't be to be looking at me. I ain't looking at you. God's looking at you. Although the cross might have appeared to signal Satan's victory over God, but in reality, it marked Satan's defeat. Yes, he is the God of this world. That's a little g, God of this world. But God, our Father, is still in charge. And if I, I am lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men to me. The cross is viewed as a magnet drawing men and women and children, young people, to God. The Greek word for draw means to attract. That cross is an attractive. Even when I see it on somebody's neck, it reminds me of the sacrifice that Jesus made for all of us. Whether you're wearing it for jewelry or whether you're wearing it as a reminder, it doesn't matter. It's your cross. God bless you. Carry on. It just reminds me of what my Savior had to go through. It reminds me of the pain and the suffering my Savior had to go through for me. It reminds me that God loves me so much that he was willing to go die for me. Some people may go die for somebody, but Jesus died for all bodies. God is just so awesome. 
and I bless him. John 3.14 refers to Numbers. Whenever you get a chance, read Numbers 21, 5 through 9. The Israelites had sinned grievously before God. And God just plain old got sick of it. And so God said, okay, that's how y'all want to play it. I got some snakes over here. And when these snakes bite y'all, it's going to be over. And so the snakes came, in my translation. And folk were getting bitten, sick, dying. Finally, they got the message. Somebody said, you know, we need to call old God. And so God said, listen, let me holler at my, at my, at my servant. Moses, hey, Holmes, come here. Do what I want you to do for me. I want you to do this for the people. Go on and get some metal and, and shape it like a serpent. Pick it up and put it on a pole. And when, when, when and tell the folk, now listen, I want you to look up on this serpent on this pole. When you look up, uh, you, that, that bite by that serpent will be no good and you'll live. So John put it in the New Testament that look up uh, and live because my God is drawing us to him. It don't matter about your sin. If you sin before God, Lord, I'm going to look up and call on Jesus. Lord, would you touch me? Lord, would you help me? We don't need a fashion piece of metal that tells us to look up. We got a alive Savior and we can look up and we can live by asking him to come to our hearts and minds. <laughs> Lastly, not everyone who are here today, whether you're online or in person with us right now, not everyone knows Jesus the Christ as Lord and Savior. We're masquerading. We're pretending. We know where we ought to be, but you know you don't really have to be in church to be saved. If we are talking to somebody at ATB, Walmart, Jean-Claude Pinet, doing Black Friday, and you present the gospel, they could be saved right there. I'm not discounting you that are here and you that are online. You have a unique opportunity to be saved today. And God is waiting on you. So look up and live. You may have gone to church regularly. Perhaps serving in some ministry and shared financially to the church. But you have not been born again. It's not good. Don't despair, though. I got some good news for you. You can know him. You can know Jesus for yourself. Sometimes people say, well, how do I get to know God that I can't see? That's the point. It's all about faith. I need to, I know that he's moving and something touching me. It ain't something, it's the spirit of the living God. Through Jesus' sacrifice to draw us to him. And he'll do you the same. But those have done that, they have not been born again. You can know him by your, for yourself. If you would yield, give up your life to him. Jesus was lifted up on a cross to pay the price for all of our sins. The Spirit of the Lord is drawing you today, right now, to the cross. He's drawing you to Christ Jesus right now. 
Don't reject him. Don't say he's talking to somebody else. Don't say it ain't my day. Don't do any of that. So why don't you just look up? Look up and live. Anybody want to live? Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.